Welcome to Ratchet and Wrench Radio, strategies and inspiration for auto care success. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and I'd like to welcome you to a special edition of the show where we will be featuring some of the speakers who will be at the 2023 Ratchet and Wrench Management Conference, which will be held in Aurora, Colorado from September 21st through the 23rd. Now, if you have not registered, there is still time. Visit rwconference.com and use my discount code, Chris Jones, to save $100 today. That's rwconference.com, discount code Chris Jones, and that's Chris, C-H-R-I-S. All right, well, let's get into this one. So today, my guest is Lucas Underwood of LNN Performance Auto Repair in Blowing Rock, North Carolina. You likely also know Lucas from the Changing the Industry podcast and Facebook group. And Lucas is going to be at the 2023 Ratchet and Wrench Management Conference teaching a class called Small Shop Basics, Finding Production with Four Bays or Less. So without further delay, here is my final interview in the series with Lucas Underwood. Hey, Lucas, welcome to this special edition of Ratchet and Wrench Radio, where we're talking to some of our 2023 Ratchet and Wrench industry speakers for the conference. What's up, Chris? Yeah, Thank man, it's great to me, see buddy. you. Yeah, that's great to see you, man. I feel like yeah. you're one of those guys, man, where like, you know, we see each other and it's like instant connection, catch back Absolutely. up. It's like, like no time ever passes. You're exactly right. I think it's Chris <laughs> Messer's fault. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, that's just how it rolls. So. It could be. <laughs> yeah, so what's up, man? Yeah, tell us about yourself. Tell us about the shop that yeah. you're uh, Running and uh, what you do there? Yeah, so um, I started LNN Performance in 2007, and um, by somewhere around 2011, I had a little girl, and I said, uh, "This sucks. <laughs> this is no fun <laughs> at all. I'm not being a dad. I'm I'm not being a husband." Um, and so I decided to do something different with the business and decided it was time for a change. At that point in time, we were in three bays and we were doing like 14,000 a month. And so here we are. Um, we just moved into our new facility in November. We're officially in a 10 bay shop and, uh, the workspace is 6,000 square feet. The office space is about 1100 square feet. And so, you know, we've gone from that, you know, uh, basically 14,000 a month to 125 a month in the three bays. And then we've just continued to grow since we moved. So that's what we're doing. And, and we're having a good time serving clients and, and providing them with a quality product, but most of all being advocates to them. And so mm-hmm. that's really what, uh, what we specialize in here. Very nice. And then just, you know, for those who don't know who you are, just tell us the name of your shop and where you're located. Yeah. So it's Ellen and Performance in Blowing Rock, North Carolina, very top northwest corner. And and so a lot of people, uh, they kind of assimilate this area with App State University. So Appalachian State is right here. And it is Appalachian State. It's not Appalachian. <laughs> uh, we met with the chancellor just the other day and she said, you know why we changed the name to App State? And I said, no. She said, well, it's because nobody could say Appalachian. <laughs> But I, I digress. I guess that works. Oh, that's great. It's like Appalachian, Appalachian, tomato, yep, tomato. Absolutely. Hey, listen, you will get in trouble here saying that. I yeah. mean, they get well, upset. When you go like to, to central Pennsylvania and you call it Lancaster versus Lancaster. Yeah, exactly, man. You'll end up with some upset people at you. Oh, yeah. So tell us what you love most about the work that you do. Oh, man. I, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is being able to help people. I grew up in a family business. And so, you know, from the time I was very, very young, right, like literally lived on top of the business from the time I came home from the hospital for years and years and years. And so for me, it's helping people. It's having a relationship with people and connecting with people. And and that's it for me. 
So that's why we kind of took this advocacy role with our clients here in this shop is because we didn't want it to just be a standard repair process. You can go anywhere and get your car repaired. We wanted to create something more than that. And so that's what I really love about it is I love being able to have that connection and be an advocate for somebody who may not understand and help them uh, learn about their automobile and learn about the challenges and the things that they may face with it in the future. Yeah. Sounds awesome, man. I think something else that you do that's really cool too, is you do that on the shop owner side as well. I think it's very admirable. For sure. And, and, you know, I really appreciate that. We didn't do it, you know, initially starting out for simply the attention or the fact that we wanted to have a podcast or the fact we wanted to do anything, right? We started the change in the industry podcast, I guess, two years ago now. It was, I didn't want anybody to feel kind of like how I felt because I recognize, man, it's, it's 2011. And our little girl had just been born and I was not going home being the dad I wanted to be, right? Like I was going home and I was a shell of a human being. Something had gone wrong in the shop. I was putting out fires. I was stressed out. Something didn't go right with the client. And, and you know, looking back, I recognize it was me, right? Like I was the problem. But at the time it was unconscious incompetence. I didn't have a freaking clue, man. I didn't know. And so I just thought that the job of, of a, a shop owner was fixing cars. I thought that's what we did. And and looking back, and as soon as we got into that, that mode of change, like 15, 16, 17 in there, that's when we started talking more and more with shop owners. That's when ASOG kind of took its full-fledged role to try and be something more and started the 501c3 and started the podcast. And everybody's like, well, why are you doing this? You must be getting something for this. And, and you know, being able to travel is awesome. That's something we get from that. But more than that, it's really about being able to help other people not feel like I felt. And it's not that I have everything figured out. It's not that I have all the answers. For me, it's more about the fact that I want them to know they're not alone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want them to know there's other shops going through the exact same thing they're going through right now. And we all go through it, no matter how great you are. We're all going through issues with technicians. We're all going through issues with service advisors. We're all having client problems. And that's okay. We just have to do the best we can. But I don't ever want them to feel like they're alone going through it. Very nice. That's strong. So tell us about your session at the 2023 Ratchet and Wrench Management Conference. What are you teaching on? <laughs> You know, listen, I'm going to get in trouble here. You Uh-oh. told me to write a class, okay? I'm sorry, Uh-oh. I didn't write a class. But what I did do, okay, <laughs> I made a PowerPoint, and it's Lucas's lessons of what he learned to do differently <laughs> in that whole span from like 2011 on, right? It was the list of things that I had like made mistakes about. Mm-hmm. I had screwed up. I had done this, done that, whatever it is. And it's a list of the things that I recognize I had to fix. And it's the things that made the biggest difference in my business. Now, look, there's a lot of big shops that come to the conference. This is really formed for the small shop because when we were up there, we were in three bays and that's all we had, you know? And so what I've put together is a list of things that took us from $14,000 a month to $125,000 a month in that same space with the same number of technicians. So it's it's really just a list of the things that I messed up. I screwed up. I figured out I could do better. They're not my ideas. I completely stole them from like my business coaches and everybody in ASOG just to go ahead and disclaim that right now. But it's just a list of things that I saw. It's a little bit about me and a little bit of the things that I saw that I could change. And if small shops will do it, it'll change their lives. Yeah, it's like it's like an anthology. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a talk. You don't want me teaching classes, bro. I can sit up there and talk all day long. You just don't want me to try and teach something. So if you're coming to my class, get used to it. We're going to have to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so so if, if your session was a movie on Netflix, you know, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting on Netflix and I'm looking for something to watch and I happen yeah. to see your face thumbnail pop up, what would the one sentence description be underneath of that? Uh, a list of things not to do. Right. Matter of fact, I, I think I would be a perfect Netflix show just for that. I mean, they could have like four or five seasons just with my mistakes. Right. Um, and, and that that really is exactly what it is. It's a list of things not to do, a list of things to do. Super simple, super basic. Ah, nice. <laughs> so what are you most excited about in the industry right now? Gosh, I am most excited about the change that we're seeing where we're mobilizing social media in a lot of ways that we had never mobilized before. In in some ways, some of those outlets had been delegated to this is, you know, we'll relegate this to just technicians and this is just owners and this is just service advisors and this is just clients. And so in, in a lot of spaces, we're starting to see where that's being combined a little bit. And we're allowing people to speak their mind and have their voice and say how they feel. And everybody at first said, gosh, man, I don't know if this is a good idea. People are getting really upset. And here we are six months later in some of these groups where it's calming down and we're actually seeing progress being made from those conversations and people are changing their businesses and technicians are changing their actions and it's making the industry better. And it's awesome to see. Yeah. I've, uh, I've poked around inside your Facebook group, man. I, yeah. I, it's, it's wild because you get like, you have people who are asking genuine questions. You have people who are, va- you know, venting and expressing yeah. frustration. You have people who are a little bit snarky and it's always funny watching like the, the, the shop owners who like, who really have a handle on their business, like give them the attitude adjustment. Right. Absolutely, <laughs> man. It's fantastic. And and then all of a sudden it begins to blend together. Right. Yeah. And if you listen to some of these shows and, and Mike Allen um, from ASTA here in North Carolina, he owns a bunch of shops in North Carolina. And, and I look up to him so much because it's been so cool to sit him, see him sit back and watch some of the conversations that have been had and say, wow, I can see that. I'm going to make this little adjustment over here. No, they're wrong about that. I'm going to call out on that, right? <laughs> yeah. And so seeing your friends from that outside perspective make adjustments based on what somebody's saying, right? And and I think, you know, it goes back to that thing that I said earlier about myself and saying that this is uh, unconscious incompetence, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes a shop owner is blind to these things. And I'll give you a perfect example. Let's talk about a shop owner who promises to do something for a technician. Hey, I'm going to give you this many days off, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. What happens? We get in the shop, we get busy, we get stressed out. And as crazy as it sounds, we forget about those things, right? We forgot about that thing we promised, or we didn't, we didn't meet that demand that they may have had. And so they're upset and they're frustrated out back about it, but we never talk about, we never realize it. And so it's things like that, that that we're seeing shop owners come up and say, okay, I need, if I tell him I'm going to do something on this day and this time, I need to put it in my calendar that I'm going to do it. I need to set a reminder. I need to put a sticky note up. And we need to do what we say we're going to do as shop owners, right? And so technicians, right. same thing. They're coming back and they're saying, well, gosh, I never thought about the fact that if I was upset about something, maybe I should tell somebody. Right? <laughs> right. I just thought that's what it was. Nah, man. Like, And so seeing those opportunities for change has been really cool. It really has. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, so tell me about your biggest success in the industry so far. Gosh, biggest success in the industry. Um, you know, I, I really think... Um, Gosh, I, I, 
I think being able to still be in it. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, yeah. I, I think that going from the three base to the 10 base, mm-hmm. because it was our clients that allowed that to happen. And it was the people in my life. It was my friends who took the time to genuinely help me and help grow me. Like, man, that's the biggest success I could ever ask for. And, and if it had not been for all of those people helping me do it, if it had not been for people being bluntly honest with me, even when I didn't want to hear it, none of it would have happened. And so I think that's probably my biggest success is the new facility that we're in. It's a nice facility. I'm, I'm super honored to have it. But like I said, I think it was the people in my life that made it possible. It wasn't us. So, yeah. So tell us about your biggest work related mistake and what you learned from that. Oh, dude, how much time you got? (laughs) Sit down. We'll have a talk. Um, Man, I have dropped cars off lifts on myself. Um, I have backed cars into other cars. I have said things that I didn't mean to say or said things in the wrong way. Like I've got a list a mile long of, of biggest mistakes that I can think of in all the fires that I've put out over the years. I, I think probably the biggest mistake was a, I neglected my people and my second, not really my biggest, probably my biggest was I neglected my family. Yeah. Right. And I, I thought that what I was doing was for the betterment of them down the road. I thought I was paying um, for their future, but the problem was, is I wasn't. And, and there is, you know, Dutch always tells me that you're paying for the blessings of tomorrow with the sacrifices of today. Well, you also have a responsibility that you make sure those sacrifices you're making today are actually valuable, right? Mm. Getting up and going to work and working 100 hours a week is not necessarily valuable. doesn't mean you're going to be profitable. You can fix all the cars in the world and not be profitable. So I neglected my role as a father. I neglected my role as a husband simply because I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. So that's number one. Number two definitely neglected my people because I didn't see what they needed. I didn't see what they had to have. And so me as a, as a leader, I was not a leader, right? I was coming to work and I was saying, just get it done. Just get it done. Just fix the dang car. And, and to me, that was, that was the biggest oversight by me. And, and all of that was education. All of that was knowledge, right? Because like you can be the best at fixing the car, but it doesn't mean you're not a jerk. Right. Mm-hmm. You can be the best at fixing the car, but it doesn't mean you're a father. And, and, you know, I've, I've told this story a ton of times and I, it, it's, it's something that sticks out to me because of the deal in the long term aspect of it is, is, you know, I used to get really frustrated with my dad. I used to be really aggravated with him because he would give and give and give and give and give and never expect anything in return. I was in San Diego. I guess it was two years ago now was when uh, ETI was in San Diego and I'm getting ready to leave. I'm headed to the airport and this man walks up and he puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, "Uh, your dad saved my life. I'm like, sorry, man, I'm not from here. This is something different. I promise I'm not the same person. And he said, no, no, you're Lucas Underwood. You're Wayne Underwood's son. And I said, I am. He said, your dad, I was doing community service. And he said, your dad recognized I was in a bad way. And he said, you need to get out of here. You're going to keep running these same circles. I see it all the time. Here's some money. He said, he literally gave me the shirt off his back, flew me to California. He said, I met my wife changing the trash bag in front of the San Diego airport. And he said, I started a business. I've been here ever since. He said, he literally changed my life. And, and it was at that moment that I recognized there was a reason my dad had been doing what he was doing. And it's that something I, I think that's lost on so many of us is that it's a legacy thing. Right. Because when when you're gone and if all you leave is money, 
And if all you leave is this shop that that fixed every car in town, what's that worth to your family? Right. And people might speak nicely about you. But you know what? I hate to tell you that client's not going to come to the hospital and see you when you have a stroke. They're not going to pay to put your kid through college in that in that real close way that they walk in and hand you a check for it. That's not going to happen. That's your responsibility. And so if we want to leave a true legacy, we have to teach our children to do the right thing. We have to teach them how to be good people. And then we've got to make sure we're there so they can see us doing the right thing. And if we're stuck in a shop 14 and 15 hours a day, guess where we're not? We're not at home taking care of our families. So I, I, I think that was probably the, the two biggest mistakes I've ever made. Man, that's intense. That's a great story. Wow. Yeah, I, it, it's that's honest real. God truth. I, I've had a lot of people call and ask me like, man, that's made up. No, I swear to God. And, and, and you know what's crazy is like, not to brag on my dad, but lots of people have very similar stories about him, yeah. you know? And, and I think that's one of the big things is I want to leave for my children. I don't want people to just say your dad fixed my car one time. I want them to, to come back to my children if something happens to me and say, you know, your dad was a good man. Yeah. That, that feels a whole lot better to me. And as a child that has a father that people do that for man that's worth a whole lot more than than riches and gold to me right like i mean that that's all worth a whole lot more so yeah it's so true so true so what's the what's the the uh best piece of business advice you've ever received get out of your own dang way <laughs> <laughs> um seriously like get out of your own way man like we, we we're ego driven people okay and sometimes we have these ideas in our heads and we think about these things and, and we don't want to listen to anybody else. We have no interest in hearing what they have to say about anything. And especially when it comes to people in the industry, right? We see them in the Facebook groups. We see them at some of the meetings we go to. You know, Chris, you and I interact with the top, what, 1%, right? Maybe the mm -hmm. top 2%, they come to these shows and they're all about learning. And they're all about growing. But if we go interact with the other 97%, what do we find? We find they're not interested in listening. If you want to, if you want to have a better business, you want to change your life, get out of your own way. Give up the ego for a little bit and listen to some other people. Try some other ways of doing things. I hear people say all the time, well, that won't work here. You don't understand my business. I can't do that here. Let me, let me just tell you something. If you try it for two months and you say, hey, maybe it's that I'm not going to take waiters. Maybe it's that I'm going to charge a little bit more. Maybe I'm going to charge differently. If you try it for two months, I promise it will not. It will not put you out of business. No hands or buts about it. So get out of your own way, drop the ego for a little bit, and just listen to other people who have had successful businesses and know what they're doing. I think you'll see your whole world will change just like that. All right. And so what do you love about Ratchet & Wrench? What do I love about Ratchet & Wrench? Well, it has the best editor of any magazine <laughs> in the country. It's got the best. What is that other guy's name, Chris? The other Chris? What is it that his job oh, title is? Yeah, the Head Flunky. It's got the best Head Flunky. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, what do I love about it? I love that I can open that magazine and I can see other shops doing the same thing that I'm doing, facing the same struggles that I'm facing, seeing success. I'm able to see industry uh, statistics that matter to me and that when I look at that, it is what combats. I can't do that here. That won't work here, right? And so that information for me is golden. That That is what I love about it. All right. And for first timers who are coming to the conference, what advice do you have for them? 
Let's see. Um, well, make sure that you find Chris Messer and tell him he's buying drinks. Um, that is number <laughs> one, right? Like the tabs on him, uh, even if it's water, he's paying for it. You know, the, the biggest thing is, is come with the mentality that I am going to learn. I am going to grow. And even if I am not comfortable networking, by gosh, I am going to network. I'm going to walk up and I'm going to introduce myself to Chris Jones. I'm going to walk up and introduce myself to Lucas or Chris Messer or whoever it is. And I'm going to say hello and I'm going to tell him my story. And and if there's nothing else aside from that that you do at this event, that will change your life. Because you will figure out that there are so many people in your circle that are here to help you, willing to give you feedback, willing to do whatever it takes to help you succeed. But they will never know you exist if you don't walk up and talk to them. So if, if you're going for the very first time, I need you to go and shake some people's hands and say hello. Uh, that's solid. That's very true. You know, I um this year, I think I've had at least three, maybe four stories of first timers. Yeah. People who are, who would come to a conference for the first time, we talked at a talked over a drink or just kind of hung out. Yeah. Had a chance to know them. They told me their story, and it was seriously an engaging story. And they found their way in the magazine. So absolutely, dude, networking matters. And and you know what, I was I was talking to somebody you sent the other day, and and we were talking about uh, business and talking about some of the things. Man, like talking to somebody else that does business the way I do business. And I'm talking to them and they're telling me things the way they're doing them. I'm thinking, gosh, I could do that here. I could work this in here. Right. And and so that's what this is about is it's giving you ideas. It's giving you food. It's giving you fuel. It's giving you energy and excitement. When, when you leave this show, if you are not revitalized, if you leave this show and you're not pumped up and excited about what you're going to do in your business when you get back, you have nobody to blame but yourself. And it's because you didn't engage. It's because you didn't go in and expect to put the work in to make this happen. I promise you that. If you will engage with the people at this show, if you'll go to the classes and be intent on learning just one thing and implementing it when you get back, you will come back revitalized, rejuvenated. You'll have the energy and the push and your team will notice it. And that's probably the most important thing is they're going to see a different person when you come back. Now, I'm not saying go throw every idea you've got at your team and say, hey, I want you to do this. Just saying that they will see a difference in you when you get back. And when you're excited and when you're fired up about what you're doing, they're excited and fired up. Right on. Well, Lucas, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Yep. Always a good time. And I'll see you in Colorado. See you in Colorado, buddy. All right. And that's going to do it today for this special edition of Ratchet and Wrench Radio. I hope you enjoyed getting a chance to learn about one of our speakers who will be featured at the conference this year at Aurora, Colorado. For those of you who may still be on the fence, here's what you can expect to learn from the Ratchet & Wrench Management Conference this year. You'll have three days of learning from industry experts and some of your peers, fellow shop owners just like you. Over 30 strategy sessions focused on improving your business, dedicated networking that allows you to build high value connections that you take with you back to your shops. And sometimes people become lifelong friends after this. I've heard those stories unlimited opportunities for personal growth. You're going to spend your days learning, networking, growing, connecting. And lastly, industry leading vendors who are looking to support your business as you try to go next level. So if you have not registered, there is still time. Visit rwconference.com. Use my discount code, Chris Jones, C-H-R-I-S-J-O-N-E-S, and you can save $100 right away. Again, rwconference.com. 
discount code Chris Jones. And I'll look forward to seeing you in Colorado.